Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. I'm going to be talking a little feast or famine today. What goes into this world? I mean, in social media, it always feels like it's feast or famine. You know, either you're going viral or you're getting 10 views on a video. You know, how is it that your marketing is actually working in this digital world where things are constantly changing? My guest today is Amanda Warfield, and Amanda and I met, man, it's been, it's been a while now, but Amanda and I have been running around in the same circles now for a few years, and she's a simplicity-focused content marketing and launch strategist. She's also the author of the book, Chasing Simple Marketing, and the host of Chasing Simple, which is a podcast to help creative entrepreneurs uncomplicate their marketing and their business. So Amanda and I met each other a while ago, like I said. She recently wrote the book, uh, Chasing Simple Marketing. And I had to bring her in here because I want to talk to her about her book, but I also think about the whole feast or famine marketing cycle. In, in a world of going viral or getting 10 views, sometimes it feels like, oh, we're always on this never-ending hamster wheel. So before we dive into that, Amanda, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I mean, with you've been busy over this the past year of 2023 so far. You know, your book has just come out. How are you doing? Hi, Katie. I'm so glad to be here. I'm doing good now that we're when we're recording this at the end of the book launch process. Um, the the end is in sight, right? It has been such a long process, and definitely the most detailed project that I've ever taken on. And it's funny because we had been connected, gosh, 2020 maybe even, but we met in person at PodFest last year, and that's actually when I began the whole book process was at PodFest. And so it's so funny, this feels like such a full circle moment that we're doing this interview now right before the book actually launches. And I know you said (laughs) this will come out right after it's come out. And so it's, it feels like a really nice full circle moment. I know it does. And, you know, this, like you said, 2020, I feel like we all go back to the days of Clubhouse. I met so many people on Clubhouse uh, during the pandemic. And Haley was one of the people that we met. We're talking about Haley Luckadoo. And uh, we, we both were speakers at her Females on Fire Summit that she has. And Haley actually was the uh, track host of the Women in Podcasting track at PodFest this last year. Are you? I mean, PodFest is a great place to go. I love podcasters. I think that with podcasting, everyone just understands that collaboration mentality, collaboration of competition. How can we all work together to grow? And PodFest has always been a lot of fun. I loved the venue that they chose this last this last go around in in 20. Man, it was 2023, beginning of 2023. We're already going to be thinking about 2024 here shortly. So, man, holy cow! And and like you said, it's come full circle. You thought about writing a book. Now the book is out. Well, um, first question, why did you decide to write a book? You know, it was one of those things that I always grew up thinking 
that I would write a book, but I always thought that I would write a fiction novel. Like I would write something fun and exciting. And in the last few years, it had been something kind of in the back of my mind as I was, you know, approaching my 30s. I was like, I really would like to write a book before I turn 30. And I know that's such an arbitrary goal. I, I know that, but it was something that was just there in the back of my mind. And then I went to PodFest 2022, which is where we met in person, and they had a couple different lunch and learns and a couple different sessions about writing a book. And I was like, well, I want to do it. Let me go learn and like see what the process is like. And from there, I just was, I was all in. I was like, yep, this is it. I'm ready. If I want to do this before I'm 30, I have to do it now. I have to start now. And so... Um, I had been kind of collecting ideas in the back of my mind and one of those lunch and learns helped me really solidify what that book was going to be. And from there, I just ran with it. That's awesome. And I, you know, I've written a book. Now it's in the final phases at the time of this recording. It's in the final phases. And that's such an undertaking with, with writing a book. I mean, you, like you said, you're like, I wrote the whole book in a week and then it's the second round, the editing, all that, that takes so long that... Uh, it just seems like you're never were able to get off that, that hamster wheel of writing the book. So congrats to you on getting the book out, the book published. And speaking of hamster wheels, I want to talk about the whole feast or famine marketing cycle. What, I guess, let's back up with that. What does that even mean to you? Well, you know, it's interesting because you can look at it in a few different ways. So there's the way that you mentioned where we have this feast or famine as far as are we getting engagement or are we not? Are our posts working for us or are they not? And that can feel like feast and famine. But then you've also got this feast and famine idea of, okay, well, I'm marketing myself really, really well because I don't have a lot of clients right now and I need clients. And so I'm marketing myself, I'm marketing myself, I'm marketing myself. And then all of a sudden I have these clients. The marketing worked great. I have all these clients, but now I'm spending all my time on client work and I don't have time to market myself. It's on my to-do list every day, but I never quite get to that task of actually posting or actually creating that content that I need to. So I'm so busy working on clients that I'm not marketing myself. Well, I turn around and I realize, oh no, now that my client load has diminished, I don't have anyone lined up because I haven't been marketing myself. So I have to go back to spending all my time marketing, fill up my client roster again, spend the time on the clients, and then realize that I need to market myself again. And so that can also be another way we can look at it as far as we're marketing, we're marketing, and then we're not, and then we're marketing, and then we're ghosting, and then we're marketing, and then we're ghosting because our, our time fills up and we feel like we don't have that time to get back on that hamster wheel. Especially with the world of digital marketing, Things are always changing. Things There's always a new app. I mean, at the time of this recording, Threads is the new good-looking girl at school. Everyone's talking Threads and wanting to be on Threads. And uh, <laughs> are you on it? And, and then all, now, I mean, and that's what we were talking about before I hit record here is, is this going to be the next clubhouse? Is this, you know, just another pretty object that we're looking at and trying to be the first one there? I, I think I posted a... Um, thread about uh, how, where are all the, you know, thread experts and thread gurus at, because it seems like this, it hasn't even been out for a full day and somebody's going to go out there and say how to go viral with threads, because that's what everybody seems to, to want. Like, oh, I, I finally got 
viral. I finally went viral. I finally was able to, to get, get it all. And now my business is just going to be amazing because I had this viral tweet. I had this viral thread. I had this viral TikTok. And it's so hard to not fall into that trap. How do you help guide people to not even, to, to overlook that whole beast sort of mentality because otherwise we get discouraged and then leaves the social media platform altogether. You know, I think it really comes down to having a full content engine and social media not being the end-all be-all when it comes to your marketing. Social media is great. It is a great way to connect with new people, to see growth, to nurture the audience you already have. But if it's the only way that you're pulling in leads, it's going to feel a lot more important than it really should in the scheme of your business because marketing is an important part of your business but it's not your business right and so if we are only creating content for social media what happens when that engagement plummets like it has on instagram in the last six months no one is seeing growth on instagram people are freaking out left and right but if your true content engine is your email list or your long-form content blog podcast youtube you get to view social media as an experiment and you get to view social media as simply a lead generator. And when that lead generator stops working, it's really easy to pivot a lead generator. It is a lot harder to pivot an entire content engine. When you have poured all of your marketing into Instagram and it stops working, it's a lot harder to completely pivot where you're showing up and how you're creating content because you're feeling like you're starting from scratch, which you are if you haven't had anything else. And if it's just a lead gen, it's, well, I'm starting from scratch, but I've got all this other content to rely on too. Yeah. And I think that with, when you have a content marketing strategy, it makes everything so much easier. I recently spoke at Social Media Week Lima, and my my presentation was all about how how podcasting is a content generating machine. And with whether you're a podcast guest or a podcast host, if you're podcasting, there's always going to be ways to push content out there because I think that is one of the biggest struggles for businesses is that they run into I don't know what to say. I've already said that. I already talked about that blog. What is what do you advise people that might be saying like, "Oh, well, I don't I don't really have a content strategy or, you know, I've I've already posted that blog." Or, or what are some of the ways that you help guide them into getting into that routine so that they don't get discouraged? When it comes to, "Oh, I've already talked about this," or "I don't know what to say," You want to be a broken record with your content. You want to say the same thing over and over and over and over again, because the only way your audience knows you're an expert at something is if you repeat yourself over and over again, if you are consistently telling them the same things, because think about it, the amount of people that actually see any piece of content that you put out is such a small fraction of the people that are actually in your audience. And so you have to share something five, 10 times before everyone sees it and they still won't all see it realistically, but before you see, have most of them seeing it and then you've got that marketing number of seven, right? Where someone needs to see something seven to 10 times before they take action on it. You're talking about a hundred different times of talking about the exact same thing before someone actually takes action on said thing. And so we get bored 
and we don't want to talk about the same thing over and over again. But our marketing isn't for us. Our marketing is for our audience. And if we're not repeating ourselves, we're doing them a disservice. As much as we'd love to think that people open up every single one of our emails, listen to all of our podcasts, see all of our social media posts, we can only do so much. I mean, I just got back from vacation. I wasn't checking social media when I was up camping. So for the past week, I haven't seen anyone's posts. If you were talking all about your, your new sale or your latest product or the house you just listed, I missed all of that. So you have to be telling people about what it is that you do and what you offer multiple times, it, 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 especially during a launch. Let's actually talk a little bit about launching because that is one of your strengths, one of your superpowers. Be, it, launching is an entirely different way of creating content and posting content, right? Yeah, absolutely. To Real quick, to go back to what you were just saying about missing things. I want everyone to also think about that favorite book or that favorite movie that you reread or rewatch over and over again. How many times have you rewatched or reread and found something new? How many times have you rewatched or reread for the 10th time and still found something new, right? So there is going to be a small percentage of your audience that sees everything you do because they are a super fan. But even your super fans are going to continue to get new things from you posting about the same thing over and over again. So Yes, those people will be, there will be some that will read it all, see it all, watch it all. But they're still going to continue to get stuff out of it, even when you talk about it over and over again. Okay, so launching. Sorry, I just wanted to throw that out there because I know, like, yes, technically, there will be some people that do see it all. But even those that see it all, they're they're looking at it all for a reason. They love what you're putting out, so keep going. Um, Launching is definitely a different ball game. When it comes to your typical marketing, you want to make sure that you're showing up consistently and that you are always refining your messaging. Those are the two most important things when it comes to just typical marketing. Hey, I'm showing up when I say I will. I'm showing up on a consistent basis, not constant, consistent. Mm -hmm. And here's what I do. And I'm going to tell you what I do over and over and over again. But a launch takes a lot more intentional planning. With your typical marketing, you can really experiment with it. You can throw out new topics that you don't know how your audience is going to feel about it. You can try out new messaging. With a launch, you want to really hone in on what you know works, and you want to really hone in on moving your audience through a customer journey and not just experimenting with them. When you you have a customer journey, not everyone wants to buy your $5,000 product right out the gate. You, taking them through what it is that makes you different, what it is that you do. I guess take us through that a little bit on how you help people kind of map that customer journey so that they are ready to buy from you. You're, you're talking to those people that are your biggest fans. Yeah, absolutely. So the most important part of walking people through your customer journey and getting them prepared for your launch is that you need to start doing this about 12 weeks before your launch which I know everyone just panicked, but you're not talking about the offer yet. You don't talk about the offer until about two weeks before launch, right? Maybe you mentioned that it's coming about four weeks out, but you're not talking about the offer for these 12 weeks. You're simply giving your people the information they need to know to decide whether or not this offer is going to be for them. So you start out 12 weeks out and you are simply talking about the problem that your audience believes that they have. And by that, I mean, 
they have a problem that your offer solves. They don't understand what their problem actually is, though. So if you just come in and say, hey, I have a list of social media captions that I'm going to be selling and a whole course on how to use them. You don't know what to post. Here you go. Most of your audience isn't going to purchase because they don't think they need captions. They think that they just need more time right? They have this problem before the problem that you have to address. So you start off by addressing that. You put content out around, hey, don't have time to create content? Here's how you can make time. Here's where you can find more time in your day. Here's how you can make the process simpler so that it doesn't take up so much time. You're addressing that problem that they believe they have. And then within that content, you're you're solving that problem of time, but then you're also saying, your real problem might actually be that you just don't know what you're talking, what to talk about, not what you're talking about. You just don't know what to talk about. And so they're hearing this and they're saying, okay, they're solving my problem. But also that's really interesting. Maybe my real problem is actually that I'm just not sure how to put what's in my head into words. So you're creating content around that. Then you create content around the problem itself, okay? So here's how to determine your messaging. Here's how to determine what to say. Here's how to map out those content plans. Whatever that may look like, right? Whatever the actual problem is that you're solving, you create content around the actual problem that your offer solves. So you're making them aware of the actual solution of how to go around solving that problem. A lot of times people don't aren't aware of the problem that they have until mm-hmm. you make it like, oh yeah, it's 100%. Actually, it's like she's in my head. It's like, I didn't even realize yet somebody else is going through this too. I thought it was just a me thing. 100%. And so that's why it's so important to start with that problem before the problem and tell them what their problem actually is. And of course there will be people who are listening who are like, no, I don't actually have that problem, but they're not the right people for this offer. So that's okay. So you want to make sure like, okay, you think this is your problem. I'm going to solve that problem for you, but I'm also going to let you know, here's the real problem. So in that situation, you're making them problem aware. That's how you say, hey, here's what's actually going on. Then you tell them how you can solve that problem and you're making them solution aware. Here's what you actually need to do to solve said problem. Once they're solution aware, then you have to make them offer aware. So you go in and you talk about, okay, here's what you're going to do. Here's how you're going to solve the solution. Here's how the steps to take to do it. But if you need additional help or if you don't want to figure it out on your own, I have this offer. And so they know that they need to do this solution. You've walked them through that and then you present the offer and it's way more enticing to them because you've walked them through this journey. And then they have to make the decision, okay, I'm offer aware, do I become a customer, client, or student? And that's up to them, and they have to make that decision based on your launch information. But if you just, if they're back here at problem before the problem, and you say, hey, here's the offer, they're not going to buy because they're not ready. You haven't brought them through that journey to understand that they actually need your offer. And it's so true, Amanda. I think a lot of times people, well, we all want to have the sale, right? We we all want to make more money, but you can't just come right out the gate with like a Facebook ad saying, here's the, you know, click here to buy my $4,000 course. I don't know who you are. I don't know. Right. Why, why should I give you my money? There is a, there is a cycle of bringing people into your, because there's a lot of people, 
there's a lot of people out there that do what you do. There's a lot of people to choose from. As much as we'd like to think that we're the one and onlys, we're not. And we have to have that no like, and trust factor. And when you're showing up through a podcast, through social media posts, through emails, all of that builds that no like, and trust factor with your audience so that they're ready to buy from you. That's why ads that tend to promote a freebie tend to work better than ads that promote a paid product because you're saying, hey, you can you can trust me or you can try out whether or not you trust me because this is free. But also, the freebies that convert really well are the ones that solve that problem before the problem. So you're getting them in at the top of that customer journey. You're solving that initial problem. And then within that freebie, you're saying, but here's what your real problem is. And I want to help you solve it by doing X, Y, Z. Exactly. And I, I think that one of the biggest misconceptions is, okay, well, I've, I've posted about it. Uh, hopefully they saw it. I've been doing the customer journey thing. How much should I be posting? And, and this is one of the things that I've been, I've been standing up on my soapbox, I feel, for at least, the past, at least the past six months on it and shouting it as loud as I can hear. But I'm a firm believer in you don't need to post so much. Uh, content burnout Content creation burnout is a very real thing. Um, there's a reason why, you know, actors will make a movie and then will not make a movie for two or three years. It is hard to be on all the time. So I've, I'm a strong believer in like three to four times a week. What are your thoughts on how often you should be posting and creating content? As much as you can do consistently. And if that means you show up once a week and that's all you can manage, do that. Show up once a week, but make sure you're showing up consistently once a week, that every single week you're showing up. And that's the real key. If we know when to expect you to come out and to put out a new podcast episode or a new YouTube video, or we know that you only show up on stories about once a week, that's normal. And we understand that that's just your cycle and that's your rhythm. The problem comes in when people, they they show up five days a week, they show up constantly, and then all of a sudden they get burned out, as we do, and they stop showing up for weeks at a time. And that's when you really start destroying that no like and trust. It's like the friend who says, oh, yeah, we'll meet up for coffee, and then you never actually put it on your calendar because you know they're going to ghost you. That's what you become when you're constantly ghosting your people. So instead, do what you can actually keep up with and do what's realistic thousand percent one thousand percent with with creating content too i think that we we think that we need to do more we need to be doing this certain thing we need to be doing you know all we have to be on all the platforms i mean i'm not on tiktok because i video is one of my it's one of my it's my achilles heel i i have a hard time by creating a lot of video and having to do voiceovers and trying to be witty I mean, most of the time, like when funny things happen, it's because I had no idea that it was even going to be funny. It just came out. So I have a hard time with video, podcasting, you know, long form content. That's that's more my wheelhouse. So I think that when we're when you know where you enjoy creating content and how you enjoy consuming content, that's where you should focus in on. Okay, well, I know that I enjoy I, I, I enjoy writing. So I publish to LinkedIn twice a week and once as a newsletter, once as an article, and then I typically do a, a, a poll or something. I'm not doing any video there, but I still have a lot of engagement and interaction with my audience. So with, with what you're talking about and remaining consistent, 
what are what are three t tips that you would give to somebody that's trying to simplify their marketing in order to stay consistent like I said before with me it was knowing that I'm not going to stay consistent if I choose to be on TikTok. I know I'm consistent if I'm on LinkedIn. So what are some, some tips that you would give to someone if they want to simplify their marketing? Absolutely. So we've already gone over two, actually. The first tip is to do less. You don't need to put out as much content as you think you do. So show up at an amount that is actually realistic for you. And I love the tip of show up where it makes sense for you because unless you have a massive team that is helping you produce content, you can't do it all anyways. So you should be showing up in the places that naturally make sense. So if you love video, TikTok and Reels are great for you. If you're more of a writer, LinkedIn or Threads now is great. If you don't wanna have to show your face and make video, there are platforms for everyone, no matter what your skill set is. So show up in places that you know you can actively agree to show up on and show up less than you think you need to, honestly. You don't have to you know, hit best practices in order to see your bottom line grow. So that's the first tip. The second one is to be a broken record like we talked about before. Talk about the same things over and over and over again. If you put out a podcast episode, create five or 10 social media posts about it. Don't just talk about it one time. You spend so much time and effort writing a blog post or recording a podcast or a YouTube video, you should be talking about that for longer than you actually spend creating it. So continue to send people to those things over and over again and be that broken record. And then the third way is to batch your content. So I cannot recommend enough setting aside a week each month to batch your content. And I know that that sounds like a ton of time, but when you look at how much time you're actually spending creating content or not creating, but just feeling guilty about not creating, you're probably spending more time doing it week by week or day by day than if you just set aside one week and did it. And then you've got three weeks where you don't have to think about content. It is scheduled, it goes out for you, and you get that break naturally so that you're not always in feast and famine. Or I guess you are in feast and famine, but you're intentionally in feast and famine. I, I could not agree more. I think for all of the clients at Next Step Social, we batch their content two weeks at a time just to ensure we're staying timely. But I mean, we're creating content. You know, there's client approvals, all the back and forth, all that. But this is where I think that batching your content is essential and it's, it's going to help. It's going to seem kind of, oh my gosh, overwhelming when you first start doing it. But once you get into the habit, it's going to be like, aha, now I can actually just go on social media and be social and scroll the yes. feed and, and have fun with it. It takes I mean, so much pressure such, off. It, totally. This has been such a great conversation. I can talk marketing strategies with you any day. I can't wait to read your book. Where can we find your book? Is it on Amazon or it, do you have a special Amazon. website? Yeah, tell, tell us where yeah. we can find it. Yeah, if you head to Amazon and just search Chasing Zimba Marketing, it'll pop right up for you. There is the hardcover, the ebook, and the audiobook all out already, and paperback will be coming soon. So you've got plenty of options to choose from. Awesome. Well, Amanda, this has been great. If anyone else wants to connect with you, where, other than getting your book, where can they find you online and, and connect with you further? The best place is probably, if you're listening to this podcast and you love podcasts, is probably to go listen to Chasing Simple. I release episodes every Tuesday where we are chatting all about how you can simplify your marketing in other ways. So highly recommend going and checking that out. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me, Katie.
Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.